0: What day Afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. All right, time for Market View with JP Ong with us in the studio this Tuesday. What's happening in the world, JP, no, in the today, world of business?
1: Yeah, well, let's start off with Singaporean markets, as we always do, Tim. Uh, and, uh, so far this Tuesday, we're seeing uh, signs of a recovery from yesterday's uh, losses. And 3,250 is a, is a level we can't seem to forget. We did fall below that particular level on Monday. Today, back up to 3,256. So this recovery has some legs behind it. Also, some good appetite value turnover so far, about 598 million Singapore dollars supporting this. So trading activity, rather, rather healthy, rather uh, normal today, up by about half a percent. We are doing well against the backdrop of a relatively mixed session across the Asia-Pacific region. Markets in Greater China, both uh, us continue to, to slide today. The Shanghai Composite down by about a third of a percent. Uh, Shenzhen Bourse also in the red today, down by almost one percent. Some recoveries, though, for uh, for markets out in Japan and in Korea today. The Nikkei 225 and the KOSPI also up. The Hang Seng, though, today. Day again very precarious trading between sli- swinging between gains and losses after they lost about 730 points yesterday and uh, apparently the uh, figure for the amount of market value they wiped out was about 180 billion dollars based on that sell-off which of course was triggered also by all the unrest and uncertainty that we were seeing going on in Hong Kong but so far at least the SGX is looking um, relatively stable and uh, we're seeing uh, we're seeing some top gains again and some recoveries at least for the REITs. the Ascendus and maple tree commercial. Two of the biggest losers yesterday, both in the green so far today, and uh, and among the top gainers on the STI. But Venture Corp still looking relatively challenged, down by about one percent. So generally okay, and uh, at least there's a it's a better Tuesday at least for the REITs, while everybody else is trying to make up some ground and trying to pick themselves up from the losses that we saw that kicked off this trading week. Tim,
0: all right, uh, JP. Also, uh, Moody's cutting its uh, ratings from uh, stable to negative for global sovereign. Uh, Outlook. What does that mean? Well, for, this is for next year. This
1: right? is very interesting too, uh, Tim, because uh, Moody's actually over the last couple of weeks has started cutting their outlooks on on sovereign ratings from some of the major economies in the world. The UK the other day was cut to a negative uh, rating. A few weeks ago, it was Hong Kong and just last Friday, it was India. We have to be clear here also, it's the outlook for 2020, not the exact sovereign credit ratings Mm -hmm. themselves. But they have said that if things continue to deteriorate, this could lead to a deterioration in the sovereign ratings that they have for some of these economies and the global economy as a whole. And they named three main drivers, the unpredictable politics and trade wars between the US and China. Surprise, surprise an antagonistic environment, which is likely to damage global and national institutions, and also overall lower growth, which will make it difficult for some of these companies and economies to deal with some of these leverage issues that that is tilting it to the downside, actually. Basically, this is their overall outlook on 142 economies that they cover worth about $63.2 U.S. trillion of sovereign debt. So it's not a great outlook, at least for Moody's. And they're saying that if you think 2019 was a bit shaky, wait till we get get to next year because unless things start to resolve themselves, we're going to continue to see more choppy waters and maybe even choppier waters come 2020. Keep in mind, next year is also a presidential election in the U.S., which Mm -hmm. will make things rather dicey for people, right?
0: They're not sounding very optimistic. Well, uh, that's Moody's, not me. (laughs) Don't don't
1: shoot the messenger, right? (laughs)
0: Um, Well, you know The U.S. is doing good, it seems like. So that's what we talked about a couple of weeks. Good numbers coming out. I think
1: so. But uh, we're uh, we're about 12 months to the next U.S. election. Mm-hmm. And a lot can happen during that time. We have seen some not, uh, you know, the, consu- the U.S. consumer seems solid, but there have been challenges to retail sales and overall consumer confidence in the U.S. So the question is, can they hold out for the next couple of months, or will we see the start to deteriorate, and will it capitulate? It's still, the, the battle rages, I guess, I for guess consumer it, confidence. That's
0: right, and if uh, consumer confidence is hit, it's not going to be good for uh, the president who is looking for re-election.
1: Which is, uh, which is one thing that was actually raised by Shane Oliver of AMP Capital the other mm-hmm. day. So that despite all the bluster right now, and the grumbling from U.S. President Donald Trump saying, I didn't agree to roll back tariffs. Eventually, he believes that they will come to at least an interim trade deal to try to stem the bleeding because he will have no choice given it's an election year. It will damage consumer confidence, his voter base, and also because uh, this might just be a little bit of last-minute grumbling before he ultimately signs off on the deal. (laughs) It's part and parcel of how you deal with the American president, according to him.
0: It's the art of the deal, according to President Donald Trump. And last-minute grumblings. Yes. Uh, Yanlord racing... A bid for United uh, Engineers. Can you tell us more about? Okay, this? so this, this is this very interesting
1: to uh, Tim because Yanlord Land has mm-hmm. actually this isn't the this isn't the first time they've actually made a push for United Engineers. United and they actually made a push for them about two years ago, which was rejected, offering about two dollars and sixty cents uh, a, a piece in cash for their shares to try and take over yeah, a United Engineers. Well, they came back to the table last week and said, "Here's the offer. We're reviving. We're, we are reviving it, and we're uh, offering two dollars and sixty cents a." Piece Piece again in cash, and we're not raising it. Well, today it seems that the landlord land has decided to uh, it has decided to sweeten the offer. Finally, it said, all right, fine, let's raise it to two dollars and seventy cents a piece. So now they're offering this much for United Engineers and trying to see if this will be enough to get some of the shareholders of UE to accept this. Now, United Engineers is actually the most heavily traded offer on the entire SGX today, about hundred six point seven million Singapore dollars in total value turnover supporting this. But they have asked for a trade halt at lunchtime. So don't expect much movement from them, but uh, if you did get into United Engineers earlier this morning, before the market opened, it's possible you saw about a 1.9% gain in your shares, which stopped at about $2.70 apiece. And this is uh, this could shake things up and actually revive another takeover bid on the SGX, which could see, unfortunately, another stock taken private and off the local bourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, definitely Yanlord Land is being the persistent suitor, and they're not giving up with their quest to try and take over United Engineers.
0: Okay, well, what else are you looking at uh, for uh, prime time today?
1: So we, the other day, we just wrapped up on earnings season for the bank. So we'll be speaking to the likes of uh, of Krishna Guha at Jefferies today and also Market Yang of CMC Markets. They'll be giving us uh, their insights on on, in separate interviews on how, on how these report cards actually did over that course. And later on at 440 PM, we are actually going to be interviewing a special guest, Julia Chatterley mm-hmm. from CNN's first move. It'll actually be, since she's here covering the Singapore FinTech Festival. And it's a unique opportunity for us to get some insights on what she's seeing on the side of Wall Street with regards to what's going on with the U.S. China trade war and what investors state side are actually telling her on her daily show.
0: All right, uh, JP, will hear you again on primetime tonight. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.